Welcome to Techno Babble with Zach and Matt. Today we're going to be talking about uh, some cool technology devices that we've been playing with, some uh, things that are frustrating that we have in our everyday homes, as well as some cool new technology coming out in the form of ski goggles and uh, um, really kind of getting more information on them. How's it going over there, Matt? Pretty good. I do love that song. Yeah, now as this is our first uh, episode, there are a few things that we're going to need to sort out, like A, getting somebody to operate the dial down the music while we're talking but hey that can come later um so for starters favorite technologies that i've been playing with lately um actually is going to come into a form of a device that may have actually showed up in everybody's home over christmas i I hear your girls got some uh, kindle Uh, fires yeah yeah i got them for for both the girls how are they liking those so far they love them like they that goes everywhere now um i found myself doing some crazy things with my uh, fire that i hadn't actually anticipated for instance, one thing I've gotten into Doctor Who, and I was, you know, watching an episode the other day, and apparently it was time to do laundry. So naturally, my fire gets picked up, put on top of the laundry, gets carried into the laundry room, set in there, and I'm loading the dish, the washing machine while watching television. So how are you when you're when you're watching it on your uh, Kindle? How are you listening to it? You had headphones like wireless, or what are you doing? Um, I actually have some. It, it depends. If it's nighttime when I'm going to bed, I have headphones that I just pop into it and listen to it. If I'm running around the house, I mostly listen to it on um, just, you know, the internal Kindle speaker. Okay. So Which, it sounds like crap. Yes, it does. It, it definitely has some room to grow there, but uh, it, uh, it it meets the need in the laundry room, right? Yeah. It's not really a high-fidelity area anyway. Yeah. So what have you found your girls using their fires for? Like probably 90% watching movies, Netflix streaming. Yeah. It, the whole uh, streaming aspect uh, has really kind of changed the way we're watching television at our house. I mean, we have the direct TV, we got a bunch of TV shows we're recording, but you know, at the end of the day, when, instead of flipping channels, it's way easier to go. Hmm, I think I will watch the Ghost Whisperer now. Yeah, I, 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 that's half the. Uh, granted, I can't give up like my direct TV like feed of on every TV in the house. I've got to just like direct feed into direct TV, and I haven't done that. Did, did you look at the whole house stuff for direct TV? I did. When uh, now back many many years ago, I had this thing called a Replay TV, which was an aftermarket DVR that you could buy that would you know allow you to stream all of your TV shows to all of your Replay TVs. So I had like you know a Replay in every room, and it was great. Now Replay actually got bought out by Directv. That's where the current Directv menu uh, comes from. And it's way better now. It's way better now. I like yeah. the black. It looks cool. Oh, the new uh, the new uh, um, contrast colors are great. The only thing that I think they kind of dropped the ball on there is the service offering for getting DirecTV in every room of the house. It's a little on the steep side. Yeah, that's, well, and that's, I, I mean, I've got it in every room of the house right now. For, I mean, but I don't have DVR in every room. Right. And I can get the, they've got the whole house thing where you can get those, a single DVR that feeds out to like three, uh, well, I would have three clients, but it would be up to more clients than that. But it doesn't... Uh, I don't want to pay for it. And then the on top of that, once you pay for the initial, like, okay, I got to change all my hardware and do all this other stuff, there's $5 a month on just to have the service to allow them to talk to each other, which is just like kind of like, hey, we're going to charge you an extra $5 a month on top of what you're already paying for everything else anyway. Yeah, plus you're looking at probably at least $100 per room for um, a new high def. Yeah, well, and even if I took just the two DVDs that I've got right now and I want to like, in theory, I don't need any new hardware to make those, so I so I don't so I can like some I've got some TV shows that get recorded upstairs and downstairs, <laughs> which is kind of a waste of hard drive space. And so I'd rather just like have it all on one hard like hey this show is recorded on this one and then I could watch it on either TV, 
And that's possible now, but I'd have to pay them another $5 a month, which seems like they're not doing anything. They should give that as a free service. So out of curiosity, do you find yourself bumping into hard drive constraints on your uh, DVRs? I, I do, but that's not because of me as much as it is the other family members. Because uh, like Sid and I, we have, uh, any, invariably we're recording about six shows, most of which are, uh, you know, probably not worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're usually seeing it at 83% free. Except for the odd occasion where um, USA will do a burn notice marathon and all of a sudden I have like nine seasons of no, burn no, no. notice. I, I'm like 7% free usually. or Well, usually anytime it gets below 12%, I'll, I'll go through and I'll, I'll, I'll burn off a bunch of stuff that's just it wasn't deleted when it was finished being viewed or whatever. So. All right. Yeah. So, uh, the, what, oh. Or, you know, the Ellen DeGeneres show that got 10 recordings of high def for an hour of... of you know, but nobody's watching any of them. But why aren't you watching Ellen? No, I like Ellen. I'm, Ellen. A, I'm just saying it's it's like a daily show of an hour. It burns up a lot of space really quickly. I, I'll buy that. So one of the neat things with uh, both the DirecTV and my new internet at the house. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I actually live out in the middle of nowhere where we can't get any internet at all. Uh, so we recently uh, upgraded to a T1 line, which means now we can stream. Uh, we can stream. <laughs> <laughs> from the internet, you're back. From the internet, you're back into the, yeah. the 2000s. Exactly. I've now jumped in solidly into 1997. I've got a 1.5 uh, megabit connection, asynchronous. Nice. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what that's allowed me to do is actually use my Fire, uh, my Kindle Fire, as a um, useful device, not just kind of a brick that can read books. Right. Right. You take it to work and download your books, and then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but in that, we've actually changed the way we watch TV because I'll be watching something on the Kindle like, say, Doctor Who, which my wife doesn't really enjoy, and she'll leave, and I can pause it right where there on my Kindle, and then three seconds later bring it up on the TV and start watching it over the Netflix app that's embedded on my TV. And that's something that's really kind of weird, because, you know, even with the DVRs, if you had it, you know, in available in all the rooms of your house, that's really just a single device that you're able to talk to from multiple areas and kind of view it. When it comes to my fire, it actually enables me to be watching on my device, on like on my Kindle, on my computer, on my um, TV. I mean, works. I've noticed the same thing, and I love it. Like off of the, you know, I've got like one TV with a Wii on it, and mm-hmm. I've got two with Xboxes on it, and I can watch. If I stop, you know, if one of the kids goes like, "Hey, I want to use this TV," I'm like, "All right, fine," and I just off the whatever i'm watching the marathon of 24 or something and then i go upstairs and i continue like you know stream blasting the the episodes one after another 24 by the way is when you like i don't know why i decided to watch 24 like i had i'd never seen the first season and so i was like hey i got an idea i should watch the first season of 24 and i'll just watch an episode and like you know, a lot of shows yeah. are, are like can really time suck. But twenty four is literally twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Granted, you when you when you cut that down to you know you're streaming it, you, you cut off about fifteen minutes or yeah. something. So it's really 48. 45, 48 minutes an episode. But you got a little buffer in between. Where you, so you're close to yeah. So if you watch those back to back an entire season in a, in a day, you're up for like. The whole day. A good 20 hours to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a bad idea. But you just kind of... 24 is not an awesome show. It was, I'm not like, oh my God, this is... Good. But you're like, I'll just watch one more episode. I'll just, I'll just lay here in bed and watch one more episode while I think about the next thing I'm going to do. So I, I've noticed also that uh, the ability to stream from 
um, any number of services, right? Like right now, we're set up here, we're streaming from Netflix, we have Amazon Video On Demand, which I do wanna talk about, because it's really cool, and uh, Hulu. Now, I grew up in the world where we had commercials on TV, and I grew up in the time before you could fast forward through commercials, right? And I have found now that I, my, my tolerance for commercials is so low that even little things bother me. Like when it comes to the streaming services, we were testing them all out, figuring out which ones we like best. And we found that um, Netflix and Amazon Video On Demand actually meet two different needs. Netflix allows me to watch TV shows that are already on DVD. And I can now go watch any TV show that I may have heard of that I think I want to watch. Whereas Amazon Video On Demand allows me to watch TV that I am not recording on my DVR. Like, for instance. But, but don't you, you're paying for that per episode, aren't you? I am. But here's the thing. Like, I, uh, I, I can't I, I can't justify it. And what is it an episode? Like two or three bucks? Uh, buck 89 an episode. Yeah, so almost two bucks an yeah. episode. I don't know. I, 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 so, feel like, I feel like I can get it for free, sort of, if I just, you know. Well, here, here's... And if I burn through, right, 24, that's a chunk of change now. That's like 60 bucks. That's like... 50 bucks. Yeah, okay, but my yeah. math was, I was doing it quick. Well, it boils down to this, like, um, when it comes to, and th this is probably a unique to me problem, because we've been living out in the middle of nowhere for so long, and we haven't had good solid access to internet, and, you know, we do have uh, DirecTV, which is recording a bunch of shows for us, but if you find a show while you're up in the middle of the night that you like, like, for instance, I was having insomnia one night, and I'm flipping through channels, and I'm like, ooh, Criminal Minds. This show is awesome. And, uh, you know, I watched five or six episodes because that's what happened to be playing that night and then went to work. Went out the next day and bought, like, the first four seasons of Criminal Minds on DVD. And, sure, I could jump into Criminal Minds as it's playing now and be completely up to speed because it's not like a long, overarching arching plot where you have to be concerned about what happened three seasons ago having impacts today. But I like it, right? So I've already bought four or five seasons, and I haven't quite caught up with what's on uh, on broadcast TV, but now I'm to the point where I'm like, well, I may as well go buy them on Amazon because I've got working internet again, and I'm going to spend the 40 or 50 bucks on the DVDs anyway. So, and if you think about it, how many TV shows do you really watch? Uh, probably, like that I actually care about. That you actually it's, care about. Yeah, it's probably like five. So let's say that you have those five episodes, or th those five seasons you're going to pay 40 bucks for. That's 200 bucks. Yeah. How much do you pay for cable? Like mm, 150 bucks a month? Uh, maybe not quite that much, but it's it's pushing that. Now is 140. Is $200 <laughs> less than or greater than 12 times 150? Yeah, it's it's probably a lot less. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so the thing is though, so I I I you know, I watch the five shows. So it's five shows at a given interval right. of, of of a season, right? So so right now there's maybe five shows, but but in this summer, there's going to be different five shows that I'm that I'm actually caring about, and then there's the right. So you're now up to four hundred dollars versus. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but but there's a, there's four seasons right <laughs> in a year, so I might be up like eight hundred dollars. I think I just did bad math there, but <laughs> the um, but but there's also then the I can just flip through and I can just oh hey this movie's playing on HBO and I'd wanted to watch that and it's not available on Netflix yet and. You know, those sorts of just random things that come up that I occasionally, uh, that's what I like. So what you're saying is you're willing to spend $1,800 a year in order to flip channels. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should have seen, so 
I didn't really have TV when I was growing up. Um, it, it, there was so we either had limited TV or no TV at various points. You but had the same four had, channels we did. Well, I had two, and all UHF, and it was all over. Yeah, over uh, you know yeah. antenna signal, and it was you know it, it was static at best. Yep, that's how we were too. Yeah, yeah, and so it was. Uh, that's just what it was because. I grew up in the sticks. <laughs> and compared to where you live yeah. now, I grew up in the sticks. Yeah, y- your sticks are definitely going to win the outstickathon. Yeah. Definitely way more in hillbilly country out there. Um, so, yeah, that's. Uh, I-, I tried to convince Sid that we should just drop our uh, direct TV, but the um, flipping channel argument was hers as well. The-, the funny thing here is that I found, like, she doesn't really watch television anymore. I, I was getting up the other day, and I came into the bedroom, and she's sitting there watching Hercules, like the Kevin Sorbo Hercules. Yeah, yeah. I assumed that she'd turn the TV on and couldn't find the remote after that to change the channel, and that's why she was watching that. No. It turns out she got up and said, I need me some Kevin Sorbo. I'm watching Hercules. Went on to Netflix, searched for Hercules, started watching it. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that the, uh, brings me back to uh, why you're watching Doctor Who now. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, um, growing up, I always, uh, you know, you're watching PBS, and there's the, uh, uh, and the only reason to be watching PBS is either um, Are You Being Served or Red Dwarf, right? And occasionally during the Red Dwarf marathons that were on, Doctor Who would show up, and I was like, Wow, this show is atrocious. I can't, I can't watch the show. The effects are bad. The acting is horrible, even for British acting. Um, nope, can't do it. Lately, I've talked to a number of people that have tried to convince me that Doctor Who is actually worth watching. The new ones have been made since 2005. So um, I thought, eh, I'll give it a try. They're all on Netflix. You know, we can stream now. Big deal. I'll start watching them on my fire. So I started up. And the first season was horrible. It was basically your standard uh, monster-in-the-closet type fare. Oh, no, this alien has showed up and is causing problems, and, you know, the doctor needs to save him. So, so when you're watching those episodes, like we, I, I talked about me burning through 24, mm-hmm. of, you know, burning through 24 episodes of a bad TV show. But when you're watching bad episodes of Doctor Who, what ha- when you finish the first episode, are you like, I got to watch the next episode? Or are you like, I have to watch the next episode because I'm really trying to get into this show? Or you wait a couple of weeks and then you watch another episode? So, um, for me, it was more, this is a throwaway show. I can watch it while I'm cooking dinner or, uh, you know, while we're watching Rizzolian Isles or some other, or Bones, God help me. Um, you know, a show that I really don't care about. I can sit there with my headphones in and watch another show I don't care about, which totally makes sense, right? Um, so I burned through the first, uh, season, I think the first, uh, season was like 12 or 15 episodes or something like that. And it took me about three weeks to get through it. And that was because I was like, eh, I guess I'll watch this. There's nothing else on. It'll be fine. Um, the next few seasons, as soon as they got rid of uh, the first first new Doctor of the series and brought in David Tennant, I was like, oh, my God, I've got to watch the next episode. Because growing up in sci-fi, you end up with basically two camps of sci-fi. You end up with a sci-fi that is like super serious sci-fi, right? And then you end up with kind of the happy-go-lucky sci-fi. Um, for instance, um, Farscape, kind of happy-go-lucky sci-fi, right? By the way, that's on my to-do watch. Oh, you need to watch Farscape. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
take it as read that the first season or so of Farscape is going to be tough to get through. But after that, it gets awesome. Yeah, well, I noticed it on Netflix the other day, and I was like, ooh, I always wanted to watch it. But it was during the, I don't know, times where I was in college and yeah. doing odd jobs and stuff and, and didn't have, like, the ability to watch TV on a regular basis. So I was never really, you know, I, I'd catch an episode here or there, and then you pick up a show like that midway through right midway through a show let alone a season and you're like this doesn't make any sense it looks like he has potential but yeah i'm not following what's going on with this blue dude (laughs) yeah no farscape is awesome it's one of the uh, shows that i went back and watched recently like uh, well went back i mean i started watching for the first time i was in the very same spot you were along with uh, stargate and farscape yeah, I never, I never did Stargate either. Oh my god, I loved the movie. <laughs> so, and I loved MacGyver. Yeah, uh, Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I was calling him MacGyver. <laughs> uh, I couldn't, but now there's like Stargate Atlantis. Although I think that's probably over now. I think yeah. it's probably just in syndication. But yeah, I mean, it seemed like the, it, it went, it blew up, and there were people that were hardcore. Remember, we knew a couple of guys oh, that yeah. were hardcore into Stargate that we used to work with. Well, Stargate was another one of those weird ones where I was sitting at home one afternoon and uh, there was, uh, a sh- like, again, uh, for those of you that aren't aware of this, I personally have this problem with flipping channels. And now that we have DirecTV, there's too goddamn many channels for me to know what's going on. And my ADD kind of forces me to either um, find something new to watch and hope to God that it's not worse than what I was watching before because I can't actually remember what I was watching before. And if I could, I could never find it No, again. no, no. The, you are not using your DirecTV effectively. There's the last four. How do you do that? Oh, you're going to <laughs> teach me about this because that might actually be helpful. There's an option on DirecTV. If you go, uh, I don't know, you hit, when you bring up the info screen, right. up on the top there, there's a, a last four channels. And if you hit that, it drops down to the last four channels that you've been watching. So See, if you're flipping, if you're not flipping crazy, right. I wish it was like the last six, but <laughs> as long as you're not going crazy flipping, you've got your, your uh, a short history of the last hmm. things you've been watching. Like, I mean, everybody's always had the, the, the last button, right? Right, like the previous, back, but that's... Right? But, but, but you go to the, and you, both channels are on commercial, so you go to the next channel, and that's on commercial, and you hit the, another channel, and you're like, crap. And that's where you hit the point where you're like, what was I watching originally? Exactly. Right? I mean, it's, 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 it's it, one or two, you're okay, but yeah. like three, four, you start losing it. DirecTV's got you covered. You didn't even realize I, it. I'm going to have to take a look at that, because mm-hmm. it's gotten to the point where if, it, if we need to change channels... I hand the remote to my wife. <laughs> and if we're watching a TV show and commercials need to be fast-forwarded through, she hands me the remote back so that I can do and that. The other thing, there's also a feature, and I haven't really used this yet, but there's a, the if you hit just the up button, it's up or down, I can't remember. Again, I haven't really used this. It will like pause the channel that you're on and record it in the background, and you'll flip to the other channel, and so you never lose anything of the two channels Ooh. And you can flip back and then fast forward through the commercials. Now, See, I understand it in concept. I've never really used it because I haven't had... Right. I'm, I'm usually just... You I, haven't I had to optimize your TV viewing quite that yeah, much Yeah, but yet. you have the potential to flip channels without having to worry about missing, missing it after it comes back from commercial. I like it. I'm totally checking that out today. But, like, uh, yeah, with Stargate, it was one of those things where, uh, again, my inability to use direct TV apparently, caused me to sit there for an hour and a half watching, like, uh, Stargate Arc of Truth like one of the um, movies they made after the series finished. Right. And I was like, this is awesome. This guy who's not uh, Richard Dean Anderson, it's actually Ben Broder from Farscape. Um, he stepped in some of the later seasons and okay. uh, was kind of the guy in charge. It's like, this guy's awesome. I totally want to watch this. So um, I went to Fry's and made the decision to buy all 10 seasons of Stargate in the big 
Stargate 10 season set. Wow. That's a yeah. commitment. Yeah, it is, because that's, that's um, fairly expensive, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Have, you, have you watched them all? Did you oh. watch it all back-to-back? Oh, we watched them back-to-back. We wow. burned through 10 seasons of Stargate in about three months, I, I want to say. I don't know how you actually accomplished anything in your real life. <laughs> there, there's a lot of not sleeping involved. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Stargate, uh, we watched through it, and this actually was one of the first moments where I started to realize that I have a... Uh, a uh, heuristic for figuring out which TV shows I'm willing to watch. Yeah. If there's a actor that has been in a TV show that I used to like, then I will watch whatever they're in that's uh, new. Yeah, yeah. You, what I found myself doing is on my phone, just because I've always got a phone on me, like IMDBing every show that I'm watching. <laughs> and so as I'm watching it, I'm like, that guy looks familiar. What has he been in before? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the guy from. And then. I, I let IMDb be my personal like movie database. We actually have a, a a game we play when we watch. We watch a lot of crime drama, and it boils down to, okay, that guy's the killer. We know because it was a killer in this show, this show, and this show. And oh, by the way, he also played a body in these three shows. So it's kind of fun because you know you can even if you want to turn that into a great drinking game. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, on your. Uh, we were talking about how we mounted our TVs earlier, oh, yeah. or how I didn't yet. Um, so I was in Best Buy the other day, which uh, I was wasting time. There's a Best Buy in the in the Olympia Mall. There's a Best Buy actually attached to the mall. Wait, like, you, you know how like you went all the way to Olympia to I, go to Best Buy? I, I was on the way to something else, <laughs> and Amy wanted to stop and 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 get some stuff for the kids. And so I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'm gonna go wander around the mall, which I which is weird because I used to when I was a kid, and by a kid I mean like teenager, early twenties. I spent re- Ridiculous amounts of time in the mall, and now I can't stand it. Like I don't There's, know what it is, but but the mall in general, I, just, I hate the shopping experience. I hate being. I hate the people. That's because it's I not Amazon. This. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, well, hey, this is so. And, and you know how every like mall has like a uh, Macy's or a Penny's or a Sears attached right. at either end of it. Some kind of anchor right. store. So so somehow Best Buy is now attached to the Olympia Mall. So I'm walking through. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. I've never seen a Best Buy in a mall before, but it's it's electronics and stuff. It's 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 more interesting than ladies' clothing to to wander around looking at. So I, I'm looking around in there, and uh, at some point, I'm wandering through the uh, the cables section, and mm-hmm. these guys are like going through shopping for, oh hey, that's weird. We need the we need an HDMI cable for our new TV, and they kind of had that shock on their face of, oh my god, seventy dollars for a cable. Yeah. And that's for a six foot cable. I, I didn't even pay attention, but I'm like, I'm like looking in there. All every cable in there is like sixty, seventy dollars, and I'm like, oh my god, what? And I'm like, it's kind of under my breath because there's salespeople around there. I don't want to be a total jerk, but I'm like, you can get these for like ten bucks online, buddy. And <laughs> and then I walked away, and that was it. And I'm hopefully I did a good deed and saved the guy fifty bucks. But I don't understand the like market value of HDMI cables because if you go in a in a box store. And purchase an HDMI, yeah, HDMI, even the generic ones, not the monster yep. ones. Monster stuff is always like over. Well, you need, you need gold plated everything. You need gold strands in your cables. You need like uh, you know to be able to weather a nuclear storm. And with I don't your cable. understand. That is such BS. I mean, that's the sales pitch that they give, right? But it doesn't like it's not more kind of the. Electrons, yeah, this, this, electrons still move. Yeah, and if the cable, the entire cable was gold. Maybe I could buy that. It's got really low. Do you know uh, how much impedance. gold costs these days? I know that would be <laughs> incredible. It, it would actually make the seventy dollars a 
you, you could actually right. make money on that deal because you could strip the cables down deal, and melt right? them. So it's not. It's it's all copper, right? It doesn't. So, and they might plate the the uh, the, the connector, but that's not gonna. That's not where all of your resistance is coming from in the cable anyway. So it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And I I just don't understand the, the uh, how they justify the cost of the cables in the box stores when I go online and buy the exact same thing for ten bucks. Well, you know how you can buy a DVD for next to no money. No, how do you do that? So when it comes to cables, I think, well, what I was saying about DVDs is you can go and you can buy a DVD for 20 bucks, right? Yeah. Which we can all agree is kind of ripping you off anyway. It's a, it's a little bit much. Because I can get the same thing from... Uh, 10 to 15 seems like the, the, the price point for a DVD at this point. Yeah. Really. But I'm willing to bet that it actually is somewhat of a loss leader there where they're not really making that much money on DVDs. And they're instead knowing that, well, we convinced you to buy a TV with HDMI, and now we're going to um, really rake you over the coals at the cable level because you need an HDMI cable. Right. You can't just use a standard RCA connector anymore because you won't get the 7.1 digital surround sound out of that. But it seems like that 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 market is going to dry. I mean, people are going to figure out, wait, I can just go online and buy a better cable even like yeah. um, with, with swivel ends on it. And, and hey, you know what? <laughs> My HDMI, sig- as long as the digital signal makes it there, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. The, the only thing that the box stores have going for them, and this is even uh, something that cost me a lot of money because when I moved into the house, I bought a new TV and got it all set up to go up on the wall and everything, and then was like, ah, oh, crap. I kept meaning to order your um, order cables. I didn't. Right. Now I'm going to have to run to the store and... At, at my house here, we've got a, a conduit running through the walls so that I have to run the cable through the conduit and then plug it into the TV. And then once the TV goes up, that fucker's not coming down ever again to get back at the cables that are back there because right. it's just kind of a pain. So um, I really think they're just counting on our laziness. Because hmm. even like Blu-ray, remember when Blu-ray came out like two years ago and a yes. Blu-ray movie was like 35 bucks? Mm-hmm. And it's not so much anymore. I think they yeah. realized, wait, people aren't really willing to pay yeah. this. They've dropped it to twenty nine ninety nine. It's yeah. now just I think a tiny the, bit less. I think well, no, you can get it. You can pick up a Blu-ray now. They've got like bargain bins on the Blu-ray, and you can pick them up for nineteen bucks. <laughs> so nineteen I mean, bucks is the bargain bin. That's still more than a regular. Well, no, DVD. but even even the even the uh, like new releases are in the low twenties range, though. So, I, I, and I hadn't actually planned on talking about this today, but I've got to since you just brought up Blu-ray. Blu-ray shit. I'm I'm not. A, I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't get it. So I have over the years been a very early adopter for all kinds of technology. Now, when it came to the Blu-ray and HD DVD debate, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to opt out of this one. Uh, on the one hand, Blu-ray is probably not going to win because it's Sony, and really, every time they try and push a standard, they have about a fifty-fifty shot of that actually making it. On the other hand, HD DVDs weren't really taken off, and I'm like, I'm a little, I don't no, know, I'll wait. I, if I, you know, I didn't make any bets on that either. I was like, I, for, so, so there's a couple of factors, but I really, I, I was like, nah. But if I was going to have bet, I would have bet on HD DVD. I was surprised that Blu-ray won that yeah. that race. But the the thing for me was DVD quality is fine. is pretty good, really. And and if you unless you had a 1080p TV. You can't tell the difference really between DVD and, right. and Blu-ray. I mean, I know there's there's audio people out there who would be like, "You're a fucking idiot," whatever. Yeah. But I, it's it's not that. And even now, right? I'll watch on on my new fancy TV, and I'll put in a you know a, a Blu-ray, 
and yeah, I get some extra menu features and, and other stuff, which I never use. And or if I watch, but I don't really notice the difference. If I'm watching a, a, a good movie, even if it's a DVD, if it's one of my old DVDs, it, the up conversion and everything else makes it look just fine. And so, so I, I, I was actually watching a uh, movie the other day that I gotten from uh, Netflix, like a DVD movie, right? Plugged into the DVD player and playing up on the TV. And Sid comes home and she goes, "Wow, that uh, you're you're getting some good streaming quality there. Who who, who are you streaming that through?" Like the DVD player, <laughs> it's like yeah. we're, we're, it, we as a people have agreed that we we're, we're willing to sacrifice some fidelity in our videos to not have to have physical media at our house. But on the other side, we're also willing to go. We need to spend hundreds of dollars on cables and hundreds of dollars on um, Blu-ray DVD players. That I have had more usability issues with my Blu-ray DVD player than I've ever had. Like I've popped Blu-ray DVDs in there and they won't play. In one of them, I can go in the bedroom, and as long as I want to watch it on my 46-inch TV, I can watch it there, but I can't watch it. Right, you don't you want know? to sacrifice that kind exactly. of size, right? I don't want to lose four inches. That's an important four inches. <laughs> uh, the Yeah, I, I'd love to like see some of the like visual people that are like, oh, my God, you've got to have this, that are like hardcore video files. Just see them take the Pepsi challenge with, with you know, a, 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 a DVD versus a Blu-ray or... Or even better yet, the, well, the cables, right? Actually, a, a crappy cable versus a good cable. I'd love to see that Pepsi challenge. And you can't do side by side because there is a difference, right? There's yeah. a difference. And you see, if you see them immediately right next to each other, and you go, oh, this one's going to do this, is a little bit different. But if you went, you know, into a room and all you saw was this playing and it was on, you know, on, right. of a certain quality, you'd be like, wow, that looks awesome. Yeah, yeah that's good. So here's the thing that Pepsi challenge is going to be easy because they can pick the Blu ray one out like that. Because it's the only one that can't keep the sound and the video <laughs> in sync. Like, seriously, we, we, this is not a problem that we should be having with technology. It's like, I was stoked when I got the new TV and the Blu-ray player and the HDMI because now I had one cable to rule them all, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, I don't have this big old fat mess of wires behind my TV. I got just three. I was excited until I started watching shit. And all of a sudden, like... Words are happening 10 seconds before the mouths move. Yeah, that that sucks. Yeah, that's just... It, it, it's an appalling technology choice. It shouldn't have been that way. So, anyways, back to... <laughs> we were sorry that this was HDMI cables. Um, apparently entirely too expensive. We've decided if yeah. you buy them locally. Yeah. Well, and I even ran into this years ago, like in Best Buy, with, with just... I, I, I was buying a printer, and they're like, uh, hey, you, you, here's a USB cable. This is the faster USB. I'm like, what are you talking about? This, this was before USB 2.0, so it wasn't like... You it, mean the difference between USB 1.0 and 1.1? Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like there was going to... And he's, well, this will stream your bits faster. I'm like, hey, it's to a printer. I don't <laughs> care. Um, I'm not paying 20 bucks more to stream my bits faster to my printer because I still got to wait for it to print out the paper. Yeah, but it's your 10, t or 10 pages per second or 10 pages per minute. Uh, uh, or whatever, yeah. And it was just ridiculous. It was a, it was a silly silly sales pitch. And I think that was the beginning of my disdain. disdain for cable selling. For, well, for, for, for Best Buy particularly. Um, yeah, in my experience, um, and if you have a few days to plan on this, there's something that you should totally look into. One, it's get Amazon Prime. Eight, I got it. 80 bucks a month gets you um, like two-day delivery for basically no additional cost, as well as a ton of access to Amazon's video-on-demand service, which um, 
I'm using the hell out of these days because it has, much like Netflix, it has a bunch of TV shows. Sometimes it has shows you can't get on Netflix, and it also has the ability to get you uh, uh, current TV shows. Like, yeah. I've got Criminal Minds coming to me every day, I think er, I was, every week. I was buying something last fall, and there was like a, hey, sign up for a free time frame for... Amazon Prime, and I uh, and I did, and mm-hmm. then I forgot to cancel it, and then. It, but but I've used it a bunch since then, so yeah. I, I do. I, I think it's a great service. And, and once you're on Amazon Prime, you can actually get the uh, Amazon cables. They they make their own cables now, and they're uh, like I uh, saw that. Uh, what twelve fifteen bucks? Wait, do you have to be on Amazon Prime to get those? No, but you can oh. get them delivered in two but days. But you can get them delivered for free <laughs> within yeah. two days. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to worry about any. Uh, well, and they're only like twelve bucks, and they've got they're they're genius. They've got the swivel head, and it swivels in two directions. So right. when you you're trying to so mount you don't your, need any adapters to get it to mount um, right flush because you're the you're everybody's uh, you look online and they're selling these super slim mount for your TV, which is awesome. Except for you've got a wall behind your TV. And that that HDMI cable is going to stick out three inches by default, and so unless you get a little adapter that does a little ninety mm-hmm. degree thing, you're not going to be able to make it all fit together. But those Amazon cables, which are a better cable than anybody else is selling, for uh, you know twenty percent of the price. Which yeah, is, it's, it, just, it's, it's the, just the way to go. Yeah, um, yeah. If uh, I get to the point where I need to redo my HDMI cables, which I hope I never have to do. Um, that's what I'm doing, and it's what I should have done in the first place because I just kind of pissed away a whole bunch of money. I've actually got uh, extra HDMI cables because I was having sync problems, and I was trying to eliminate the cable as a problem. So there's about a week and a half where you know I had HDMI cables running everywhere and trying to eliminate the problem. And, and it, it still exists. It, it, it still exists because it's how HDMI works. Yeah. Apparently. So well, actually, two things. My TV. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I actually figured this out recently. My TV has a, uh, there's a single output on it that does either stereo or uh, you plug in a converter and it does optical. Yeah. There's a ton of uh, static on there. I'm guessing that it's just not soldered to the TV very well. Oh. So that's actually where a large part of my problem is coming from is because that's there. So we just yanked it out and are now just rocking the TV speakers. Oh, and it worked a little better? It works much better now. Huh. If I were to take my TV off the wall and take it to a TV repairman, they could probably fix that for me. Yeah, yeah. We should take it apart and try and fix it ourselves. I got a soldering gun. I do too, just, uh, <laughs> just in the other room here. <laughs> uh, see, I would do that except for the fact that I'm lazy, and I know that if I take something apart to fix it, it's going to be apart for multiple months, Yeah. much like the amp that we started to fix um, yeah, six yeah, months yeah. ago. <laughs> well, we can put that bit together. We just haven't fixed it yet. <laughs> yeah, and I'm unwilling to go that long without TV, although with my fire, I could probably uh, make do because I can watch it. Yeah. On that, so we just actually exited winter here, um, sort of, I guess. Really? Because it still kind of sucks. Yeah, the we- the weather's not good. But uh, I, uh, Matt was telling me about this product that I think would have made um, me actually want to go out and do some uh, skiing and snowboarding, which isn't something that I actually do. But uh, you know, we we tried to do it once with you. Yeah, I was uh, a little bit uh, not sorting out how to work a snowboard, which is sad. But uh, I think one of these toys would actually help get me out there to, uh, you know, watch the tiny-ass little numbers. You want to yeah. tell me t- so talk about a, it? So there's a, a company called Recon who's come up with, which, and this is way out of my price range still, but basically a, uh, a heads-up display in your ski goggles, which gives you the ability to see things like your GPS tracking, your uh, h- how fast you're going, how far you've gone, all kinds of, like, cool statistics and information. Like, when I'm snowboarding, and, and which I do a lot, 
and I'm going really fast, sometimes I go, well, and sometimes when you're going really fast, you're like, oh, my God, I must be going like 60 miles an hour. In reality, you're probably going 12. like 20. <laughs> uh, but, but I do want to know how fast I'm going. And, and I've done this, you know, where, where either, you know, my buddy's got a GPS watch, and, and it turns out we were pushing 30s something. Wow. Um, I think we were pushing 40 one day. Anyway, uh, which, which is pretty fast. Yeah, I don't know that I need to be going 40 miles an hour down a hill on here, a piece of here, Here's the problem, though. When you're going 40 miles, well, let's just say 30. I don't want to over-exaggerate <laughs> uh, what I was doing. So you were talking about the Transcend GPS um, goggles made by uh, Recon. Recon, yeah. Um, so th- so here's, here's my thing is when you're going really fast, let's just say really fast. I'm not going to put a number out there because <laughs> it's going to be wrong. Whatever I say is going to be about, uh, higher or lower than what reality is. If I had like a GPS watch, if I've got like a Garmin watch or something, mm-hmm. which gives me all that kind of information, I gotta like move my hand up in front of my face. Not and a good do, way to it's be. It's not a fast. good. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're 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 you gotta be focused. This is right in your face. Of here's exactly how fast you're going. Here's where you're going. And I think that you know there, there there's stuff that they're doing with you know tying it into your smartphone so you can you know. Um, yeah, download it to your computer. Yeah, or, uh, but I think there's other things that are going to be coming in the future. I think we're we're right on the cusp of cool things like, uh, say, we were going together, and you we've both got the same setup, right? And you're sending your G- GPS signal to me. In theory, I should be able to real world kind of like spot where you're at. So if I lose you, so basically get a hover over on me. It's like right, like I am like, here. like Ghost Recon style, right? Yeah. So I kind of get a, a heads up display of like where my buddy's at, and I could see that. So you I suppose mean, there'd be a little X over me after I crash and I'm laying on the ground. Be like a little 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 skull and crossbones <laughs> over the top of you, yeah. But I, I think that's I think you know this is I think the first step to sort of the you know enhanced reality stuff that we're going to start seeing over the next few years. I think that's the next, one of the next big technology things that was going to be. Uh, coming. I, so I'm a big fan of enhanced reality. I would totally dig it if I had um, live feeds of almost any information that available and I could just go through and say, hey, I want to do a walking tour of place X. I'm going to put on these silly looking goggles and walk around and it's going to talk in my ear like it does at the museum and it's going to pop up like uh, pictures of people that used to live there or whatever. Well, I, um, I think we're, we're not that far away from it, not even being on silly goggles. I think it, it, it's, you know... Maybe within five years, it'll just be a pair of glasses, right? That look like stylish glasses. And you might just wear the, start wearing these glasses around all the time. Have you seen the, uh, the heads-up display unit contact lenses that have been designed? Uh, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> see, I think that's a little further out. <laughs> I think to actually get it, you know, that, that working. Because I, I think what I heard was those were just like a pixel. They could turn on and off or something. like. It wasn't like... So the ones that I was reading about recently basically have gotten to the point where you can actually have a full-on TV screen. Really? Like on the contacts? The on the con- like, yeah, it uses wow. magic to uh, that, make that you is, think that you're looking at a huge screen. That's magic, yeah. yeah. The only drawback to that for me is, A, I hate contacts, and I don't like touching my eyeballs, so yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a no-go. And I'm not really comfortable with batteries in my eyes. Yeah, that's, they're going to have to come up with some sort of, yeah. Some external power transfer. I, I might just go deal. with the glasses. Yeah, the glasses definitely sound like a safer bet. And it solves some problems and makes it easy. Well, even if you look at your uh, um, smartphone, right, I know for um, both the iPhone and Android and Windows Mobile that they all have, uh, or I guess Windows Phone, excuse me, um, that they all have uh, apps that allow you to have kind of a layered view of reality. But... We have yet to kind of agree upon where that data ought to be coming from or get any kind of useful curated data. It's always just kind of... Yeah. 
I mean, I can see wh where eventually the smartphone is sort of your, your processor for all of that information, but it, it comes in through, yeah. like a set of glasses, and you've maybe got a, a, um, a, a, a camera that's reading it, and then it's processing through the device and pushing back the additional information up through, through your, your heads-up display. And then... Um, what was that movie? There was some movie where um, people no longer knew how to read anymore. And it was because there was this big computer system that had taken over the world, and it it just downloaded data. And the somebody showed up. I don't remember whether they were a time traveler or uh, you know they were cryogenically frozen and woke up or whatever. And they actually tricked the computer into reading um, the shutdown sequence. I I never saw that movie. Oh man, I should figure out what that movie was, and if not, I should write that movie because that'd be awesome. Yeah, that, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a great movie. Was that, uh, uh, no. no, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, like, I, was it I, I a recent say, movie? No, no, it, it was an older movie. I want to say Denzel was in it, but, uh, oh, hey, we got phones in here. Is that the wife? Yeah. I think I'm about out of time here. Okay, cool. Well, um, that was actually really all we had to talk about today. Um, coming up on our next show are more topics that we've yet to decide on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there'll be more. Cool. So, uh, thanks for listening, and, uh, have a good day.